What if you could do something that took maybe 15, 20 minutes a day, three, four times a week, and that something actually felt good, was enjoyable, was something that you maybe already did on occasion, but knowing that this could improve your chances of living longer, not dying from heart disease, dementia, stroke, a variety of other things, would that be something that you'd be interested in learning about? What I want to talk about in this presentation which I entitled The Hot Box, The Science of Longevity, is something that was uh, introduced to me 25 years ago, probably longer. Fortunately, I had a friend from Finland who was in the Finnish Army and then came to the United States, and I trained with him as an emergency medicine resident at Michigan State. And he was a very practical guy. He had a bike, which he rode in the wintertime in Michigan along the lake, and he had a sauna. He didn't have a car, he didn't have much furniture, but he brought with these cultural things that he helped share and integrate in our little group of residents, if you will. The take-home point here, and I'm going to summarize this at the end and about why you may want to consider incorporating this into your regimen in your life, is that cardiovascular disease is the number one killer across all cultures throughout the world. And sauna use has been shown to increase and improve longevity in that regard. So a finished sauna basically is a hot box with some rocks in water, generates a temperature of about 174 degrees, and brings the humidity up to possibly about 20, 10 to 20%. So it's not over the top. It's not a steam sauna. You can still breathe for the most part. But the essentials here is that the sauna actually reduces the risk and the risk of coronary heart disease, cardiovascular disease, and this should get your attention, all-cause mortality. What that means from a literature standpoint is that all causes of death, all comers, all issues, the sauna has actually been shown to actually decrease that risk. The brain is also somewhat protected by sauna use. The sauna has been shown to decrease Alzheimer's disease. And for those that use it two to three times a week, the data show about a 20% reduction in Alzheimer's disease, which is now becoming what some consider type 3 diabetes just because of the epidemic of obesity and inflammatory diets, weight gain, and all the other things that are not only happening in the United States, but across many cultures worldwide. Push that up to four to seven times a week, and the data is very robust in showing a potentially 60% reduction in the risk of developing Alzheimer's disease it also has been shown to help with Parkinson's and a variety of other processes that are detrimental not only to longevity, but also to not only your life, but the loved ones around you. Time matters. 11 minutes is sort of the cutoff on a lot of these studies where they show that there is a, some reduction in all-cause mortality and the other things that I mentioned in the previous slides. But when that is bumped up to 19 minutes, it shows a 50% reduction in a variety of the life-changing disease processes that I talked about in the previous slide. So in essence, more is better. Pushing it up to seven times a week, there's very robust data from the Finnish literature in regards to less chance of dying from heart disease. They've done some impressive studies with Finnish men who have heart disease, heart attack, heart failure, and shown some pretty impressive results. But don't put the, uh, the cart in front of the horse, so to speak. There are some do's and don'ts that I'll get to in just a minute. The cool part about the sauna is that even after just one session, there are some impressive health results. A single session has been shown to decrease blood pressure, which hypertension is a huge problem in the United States and many other developing countries. It improves something called heart rate variability, which if you're not familiar with that, that's the beat-to-beat -beat variability of your heart. And so 
you know, that these the up and down to and fro of the heart is actually a positive sign. If your heart rate is constantly hammering out at 90 beats a minute, that can be a potential sign of stress and inflammatory processes and a variety of other things that uh, are well worth researching and learning about. So the other point to bring home is that uh, this also improves arterial compliance. So the blood vessels stretch and dilate in the body, in the chest, in the brain, in the sexual organs. All this is part of normal vascular health. And when the blood vessels become stiff and brittle, creates some of the problems that we see clinically as dementia, high blood pressure, heart disease, heart attack, erectile dysfunction, all those things. And so the sauna has the potential to actually improve the ability of our blood vessels to do what we want and demand and need them to do. Stroke, another big killer worldwide, particularly in developing countries. And the data on that is, is pretty cool. Uh, the two to three times a week, about a 14% decrease in the risk of stroke. And for those in the studies, the data shows about a 50% reduction. And that includes both men and women. Women, this may surprise some of you, are at more risk for stroke and stroke death than men, which seems counterintuitive because men, not globally across the board, but men typically tend to be more obese, truncal, obesity, round bellies, and high blood pressure. But women, in fact, are at much more risk for that, which is a complicated topic, but somewhat due to hormonal issues and other um, vascular properties. Hypertension, this is a dose-dependent effect. So the more sauna use, typically the better reduction in blood pressure. And there you see it again, the four to seven times per week show a potential reduction in blood pressure. It's not cutting your blood pressure in half. That would cause most people to pass out. But it is showing that out of all those people, they're experiencing about a 50% decrease in their blood pressure, which given the number of blood pressure medications that many of my friends and family and patients are on, this is potentially a game changer because a lot of those have side effects which are undesirable. I talked about heart rate variability just a few minutes ago. Stress is a huge thing with our connection economy, our distraction economy. We Our phones are buzzing, our devices are going, our emails are going off. And if the body can just improve the heart rate variability and increase the sympathetic tone, that's going to kind of calm the system, slow the system down. I've talked in other videos about theanine and magnesium and mindfulness uh, applications on the phone and and Calm app and, and things like that that can help with increasing vagal tone and bringing the stress level down for all of us who are often pushing the maximum limits of output on a daily basis. So sauna use. Relaxing, enjoyable, potentially a community-boosting thing with family and friends, but also the health benefits are a very real and proven scientific entity. Not to totally nerd out, but one of the cool scientific things that you'll find if you really want to drill down into this is the mechanism that sauna works is actually improves something called heat stress through a mechanism of heat shock proteins. I'm not going to belabor this point, but the premise is basically a sauna can simulate exercise, increasing heart rate, cardiac output, stress, and it's a way for people who maybe can exercise because of mobility issues, joint problems, things like that. They could potentially mimic exercise by sitting in a sauna. And the data show that this is very similar to exercising about 25 minutes at a moderate pace on an exercise bike. So the nerd stuff you can see on the slide here, I'm not going to read it for you. Take a look at it. I've got some references at the end that uh, will interest some of you who want to dig down into this and learn a little bit more about how the sauna really and truly works and can be a game changer. 
The sauna use is basically a physiology biohack. It lowers inflammation, decreases overall systemic inflammation throughout the body. And if you're actually going to measure this in the lab, you're going to see reduction in certain markers that physicians and researchers use to validate that there's actually less inflammation in the body. So many of us are inflamed because of dietary choices, smoking, stress, lack of sleep. All those things are part of the milieu of the stress adrenal biofeedback loop. And sauna is just one of the ways to sort of disrupt and potentially hack that system. So there are some do's and don'ts. Generally, sauna is pretty well tolerated. It's felt to be safe for most people with heart disease. Obviously, do you want to talk to your doctor? This is not a medical advice presentation. This is presenting scientific information for you to assimilate and discuss with whoever takes care of you. It's a way for mobility challenge people to actually get um, exercise mimic and the key point is to rehydrate. On average, most people who use a sauna lose about, about half a kilogram of sweat, which a kilogram is 2.2 pounds, if you're curious. So don't, absolute don'ts. People who have certain underlying heart disease, heart conditions, valvular problems, those prone to low blood pressure, and never, never drink alcohol and combine it with use with sauna. There are case reports of death. So obviously, you need to talk to... Uh, whoever it is that you rely on for medical advice, whoever takes care of you, whoever prescribes your, prescribes your medication, and to make sure of uh, sta- safety and stability of sauna use. You can think of it almost as like getting a, a clearance from your doctor before taking an exercise program. You see that warning everywhere in a gym, at the hotels that you travel and stay in. All that just makes common sense. There are some bonus effects of sauna. It has been shown to have some antidepressant effects and also to help with heavy metal excretion such as cadmium and mercury. I love sushi and uh, used to live in a place that had groundwater that was filtered, but still, after testing, found levels of arsenic and other heavy metals in my body. And so if I can use a sauna to potentially eliminate some of that, very helpful. And if you haven't ever tested yourself, it is very interesting data. Many people are often surprised when I suggest that they get tested, and the results often are eye-opening. I used to have an infrared sauna in my house, and I use that a lot, and there is plenty of data about the benefits of that. The downside potentially is the temperature is lower, and to generate some of the biomechanical, biomedical things that I mentioned, such as heat shock proteins, Typically, you potentially need a little bit longer time in there, but the data also shows that this has been very beneficial. I've done several podcasts and videos on the use of infrared sauna in heart disease in the past. It's something that's very near and dear to me and my family, and if you're curious about that, just please message me. So the take-home points are basically four to times per week, four to seven times per week in a sauna, about 20 minutes, 174 degrees. Overall, taking all comers, 50% risk of fatal heart disease decreasing, less chance of sudden cardiac death, less chance of stroke, decreased risk of hypertension, all game-changing things in the longevity sphere. So basically how not to die, you can see it again here spell out in a different way. The decrease in all-cause mortality is very impressive and robust. This is not my research. This is not my literature. This is something that I've been keenly interested in for the last seven years or so, and I just wanted to take a moment to share this with you. If you're curious or you want more like this, you can find this on the Recharge podcast. Um, If you're listening to this, uh, there are slides that go along with this on YouTube. You can find this on all the usual platforms. 
And there's more like this in the Udemy platform on the Healing the Heart where I talk more specifically about heart disease, heart surgery, recovering from that. And I'm in the process of uh, developing a new course, Solve for Sleep, created a one week to better sleep course that's got about close to 10,000 people have gone through that already. So not to shamelessly plug this, but just there's information out there. A lot of it's free. And as always, I want to help improve as many lives as I can with the time I have left on this planet. I hope you have a fantastic week. Take care. Be well. And the references as promised.